how do we want to start this show? How are you guys? I'm good. I'm eating some blueberries. I've had some rice cakes tonight. I'm drinking some water. How are y'all? I'm actually, I was like sleeping earlier. Well, I wasn't sleeping. I was falling asleep. I'm resting in my room right now. Keith is in the living room because I'm feeling a little under the weather. Um, I've been having kind of a nasty cough and I got a bloody nose today. Yeah, he's coming. He's, he's calling us from an undisclosed location. It's my bedroom. <laughs> Kyle Whittingham with an all-time quote here. They've got a Heisman Trophy winner at quarterback, so they're going to make some things, and that's just the way it is. But we've got ourselves a pig farmer at quarterback, so we're proud of that guy too. That is what college football is all about, and that is, of course, Kyle Whittingham, coach of Utah, talking about his quarterback uh, going up against Caleb Williams. Utah won that game, man. Utah won that game. USC has been exposed. Uh, but really, I, I don't really care much about that game, except that I love that quote. He just talks about he's a pig farmer, and we love him too. North Carolina is upset. Ethan, I know you are in shambles right now. Yeah, you know what it reminded me of, that upset. It reminded me of, you know, back whenever Arkansas was pretty good under uh, Coach Bobby Petrino in 2010 or 11, one of those years, they almost lost at. Vanderbilt like they probably should have lost to a terrible Vanderbilt team it reminded me that except North Carolina actually did lose you know that's a team that they should be probably nine out of ten times maybe more than that maybe 19 out of 20 times I don't know is that 95 they should beat them 95 percent of the time but they didn't on Saturday and it's going to cost them a national championship yeah that's a bad Virginia team that they just lost to they did the unbelievable yeah, Saturday was weird. There were a lot of fun games on, not a lot of high-key matchups. You know, obviously Penn State and Ohio State was the big one. Hello, honey, with your Astros mm-hmm. hat on after a tough loss last night. Still still a fan. You and Mattress oh. Mac. Does anybody understand that guy's, that guy's deal? You know what I'm talking about? Mattress Mac. Nobody knows who Mattress Mac is? Well, look him up. He always gambles on the Astros, and he's won, like, millions of dollars. Wait, wait, actually, yes. He has, like, a mattress empire. Yes, <laughs> yes I know That's you're why he's called Mattress Mac. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, like, a billionaire. Yeah, he's a billionaire. Always gam- always bets on the Astros. It's worked out the last few years. There were a lot of good matchups on. I was just bouncing around, like, from channel to channel watching the ends of these games. Um, but my favorite ending, and it was a sad one, though, was the Iowa-Minnesota ending. So I turn on my TV. I turn on NBC with about a couple minutes left. Minnesota has the ball. They're up by two, I believe, at this point. Maybe three. They're up, but they're up. Iowa gets a stop. Minnesota punts. And the punt returner for Iowa gets the ball, and he returns it for a touchdown to take the lead. I'm getting excited. I'm in my living room saying, oh, my goodness. I text the group chat. I say, yo. And then all of a sudden I get this call from Cade Daniels, and I'm like, oh, this has got to be what I think it is. And I say, hello, in a very excited tone. And he goes, are you watching? And I said, are you talking about Iowa? He says, yes. And I said, absolutely I am. My goodness. But – But as we were talking about Iowa taking the lead with a special teams play, they go to the review. 
And on the review, I see that the punt returner never went out of bounds. So I'm like, this is still a touchdown, right? But no, 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 no. Cade, finish this story for me. What happened? Did Iowa get hosed here? After an incredible punt return, I think they they got it was rigged. They so apparently if you move your arm in a I guess a circular like manner, it's uh, ruled a basically like a attempted fair catch signal because they said it wasn't technically the fair catch signal, but it was like basically led to that. So they negated the whole thing and they got the ball at that spot and it cost Iowa the game. And a national championship, maybe. And a national championship. We have been talking about Iowa's playoff chances. Just saying, just saying, Uh, but it's over now. The dream is dead. Um, The funny thing is like that whole, if you make a, a, a signal that looks like it could be a fair catch, they call it a dead ball. Um, it's like it's like rule number subsection five on on fair catches. It's such a dumb thing that they added in there, and stuff like that. It's it's all arbitrary, and it ruins football games. Like that game was deflated because of that call. There are a lot of bad calls. Um, did you guys see the Pitt versus Wake Forest game, or at least the end where the quarterback slid, but they said the start of his slide was before the first down marker. They end up trying to go for it on fourth down just to retain possession. They don't get it. Wake Forest ends up winning that game. Um, but it was literally like he started his slide maybe in – I mean, it was like half a foot maybe, maybe before uh, getting that first down slide. Uh, so that was – you know, it was a weird call. There were a couple other bad calls. Um, I didn't watch this game because I fell asleep. I broke our rule of never going to sleep when, when a Pac-12 game is on. But uh, does anybody want to give me an Arizona State versus Washington update, please? Yes. Please let me take this one because I am still mad. Take it away. Arizona State played their butts off, as Eli Drinkwitz would say. Um, I think he said he played his butt off about Brady Cook one time. Um, that's, that's, That's a different thing I'm talking about. Arizona State played their butts off. Should have, uh, like they were driving near the end of the game. You're like, oh, they're about to take the lead. Oh, no, 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 no. They already had the lead. They already had the lead. Sorry, I'm having to trace my memory right now. This was a f- quite a few days ago and it was late. Um, but they had the lead and you're like, they're driving. They're about to, they're about to make this a two score game. And there's a guy like running down the sideline. They throw a pass to and it's, you're like, oh, yeah, they grabbed the crap out of him. They throw the P.I. flag. You're like, all right, they're about to get it first and goal. And then they pick up the P.I. flag and say, this does not constitute pass interference for some reason or something. It was the most blatant P.I. call. I mean, the fact that they called it and then picked it up. I mean, it's one thing if you just miss it. We're st- I'm still going to be angry. You called the right thing and then picked it up. For no reason, Arizona State two plays later throws a pick six and Washington wins the game. They were up. Arizona State. Arizona State should have won that ball game. I'm I'm mad. I stayed up really late and I'm not trying to you know I'm not uh, promoting it, but I might have put like a dollar or two on Arizona State at halftime because I liked what I was seeing, <laughs> and it was gonna win me at the time. I was at like twenty six dollars. I mean, they were still a big underdog at halftime, but I said, I like this team. 
and then the refs. I mean, let me let's just talk about one thing the refs did this weekend. They went to every single college football game and they said, "How are we going to go in here and make it about ourselves?" And that ruins the game. And I there's one thing I don't like and it's a sabotaged football season and this one has been sabotaged by the refs week in and week out. Gambling makes you bet on Arizona State at halftime. It's a disease. Stay away from it. You don't want to do that. I, I had a little parlay myself, and it was I was, and I thought it was going to hit. I was like, "This is the easiest thing ever." I had Ole Miss money line. They beat Auburn. My other money line was North Carolina, and I was like, "Oh, that that one's that one's the big one. That's going to win easily." Got some lettuce. So I, I lost my money. Cade, what are you listening to over there? Sorry, I was watching. Uh, I was getting ready for a Biff Pogie update, oh. and I accidentally clicked on it in an interview that he did this weekend. Well, I, I respect you going ahead and doing research. Go ahead and give us our Biff Pogie update, please. He went to a hot dog place, actually. <laughs> <laughs> he he was trying hot dogs, and uh, a lot of people were being very critical of him because they've been pretty bad this year. But they got their first win. Well, against I guess in conference play, not their first win win. But they beat East Carolina, who's not very good this year. But big win for Biff because there's been some negative opinions with all the losses. But also, it's his first year. So he's building the program in Charlotte. And he's doing it the Biff way. We respect it. I could not watch the Penn State-Ohio State game. I was at the Arkansas-Mississippi State game. And we're not going to talk about that at all. No, everybody be quiet. I don't even want to hear anything. We'll talk about it. Me and Cade sat down with Cole Daniel, and what you guys will hear the interview we had with him about the woes of the Arkansas Razorbacks later. I don't want to hear anything about it. No, 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 Ethan, Ethan, you're raising your hand. Don't do it. Don't do it. I don't want to hear. It's not about anything. the game. It's about the post game. <laughs> I went to therapy on Sunday after watching that. That's all I got to say. I mean, that was it. Was it, I? Oh, I mean, that was that was tough. I went. Um, I needed a cleanse. I wanted to puke. All right, that's all I'm going to say on it because I will honor your request. I'll tell you, at this point, Ohio State has answered the bell just about every time, and they've done it a lot with defense. Uh, I want to know, everybody, and me and Kate, we talked about this already, so Kate, if you want to answer this, you can. But who's everybody's pick to win the national championship right now? Ethan, can we start with you? Yeah, I mean, my pick to win the national championship is the Georgia freaking Bulldogs. I mean – Bow wow, they've done it two years in a row. Is it two or three? Two. They're it's going two. to three. Nobody's ever done it three times. Yeah. Bow wow, they're getting better by the week. Um, Kirby Smart. I heard somebody saying the other day that they think Kirby Smart's going to leave to coach the Buffalo Bills at the end of the year. I said, no way. They are not going to. Maybe gonna... Sean McDermott oh. gets fired, but the only thing happening at the end of this season for Kirby Smart is him putting another ring on his finger. Then Sean Bulldogs. The Bulldogs are ready to growl. They're, do, dogs can dogs growl. They're ready to growl and prove think, that they are still king dog. Still king dog. Okay, honey, who who do you right now? Who do you think is the best team in the land? That's tough. I do not think it's Georgia. I think their their schedule is kind of cupcakey, and I'm pretty sure Brock Bowers is injured, isn't he? He is. Maybe for the season. And that's the best yeah. player by far. I think, plays, I think that's a big role. He plays a big role for him. I want to hope that Washington breaks into the the top four, um, and could possibly uh, win the national championship. So I'm gonna go with Washington. 
Pac-12. I mean, they they, they are the as much as anybody as far as Pac-12 teams go. Got a few tough games on the schedule. But I mean, you saw them against Arizona State. You saw them against Arizona. Like maybe they just struggle against teams out of the uh, – what is the Arizona's – does anybody know Arizona's uh, like phrase? You know, like Arkansas is the land of opportunity. Is Arizona the land of enchantment or is that New Mexico? I think – never mind. I, I was going to say bear. I was going to say bear down, but I don't think that that's what you're asking. The Grand Canyon State. Maybe they just have trouble in the Grand Canyon State, people. You forgot Cade. I oh, know. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Cade's Cade's oh. already given his analysis here. We have a great interview with Cole Daniels, where half the time you're not even going to tell if it's Cole or Cade talking, because they actually <laughs> sound pretty similar, especially on camera. He got his no, little heard- in there. He got his. I heard Heath recording this, and I thought it was Cade. It was, it was Daniel cubed. No, that's three. Daniel squared. Excuse me. It was Daniel. Yeah, squared. I've never really thought we sounded or looked alike, but since moving here and living together, a lot of people think we look alike too. Eh, maybe a little bit. I don't see it as much. Maybe because I grew up with y'all, you know? So I saw Probably. distinct differences. We're going to get into picks here right now. We're going to start with Oregon versus Utah. Cade, as always, we'll start with you. Oh, Utah at home. Uh, I'm going to go Utah. They've got a lot of momentum right now, and uh, their quarterback is a pig farmer, and that's all, all I need to know. Yeah. <laughs> Do we know the name of the pig farming quarterback? Because I don't. He doesn't is it Cam him. Rising? Doesn't matter. <laughs> no, no, he's not, not playing this year. He's out for the season, Ethan. Okay, Utah pick. Or, uh, honey, who do you like? I'm going to go with Oregon. I think they can upset Utah at home. Um, and the, the the quarterback, is his name is Bryson Barnes. Making us seem smarter than we are. Appreciate it. Ethan. Barnes is such a pig farmer. Like, his last <laughs> name is Barnes? Come on now. Can't make that up. Um, I'll go with Oregon. I really like Daniel, Daniel Lanning's. Um, that is not his name, and you know it. <laughs> I like him. Um, he seemed really broken after losing to Washington. Like, just I mean, that one was in their hands, and they lost it. I think this team knows it, it could have had a special, a special um regular season going undefeated without that game, and they know that they're still the best team in the Pac-12. I'm gonna go Ducks by twenty. You know what? I'm with you, Ethan. Maybe not that score exactly. I think it's going to be fairly close for a bit. Um, it seems like physical teams can kind of compete with Oregon, so we'll see what happens there. But I am going to go Oregon on the road because uh, I, I think they are one of the best teams in the nation. Uh, next up, we've got Oklahoma at Kansas. Oh, I'm tempted. I'm tempted to pick the Jayhawks here. Kate, we'll start with you. Uh, I'm going to go Oklahoma. They had a scare last week. So I'm sure they're going to be harassed all week in practice and ready to play. Yeah, I'm also going with Oklahoma. I had no reasoning behind it, but trust them over Kansas. Uh, where do we say this is being played again? It's in Lawrence. <laughs> um, I'm going to do it. This feels oddly similar to a few weeks ago whenever I was just unhinged and picking Maryland to beat Ohio State, <laughs> among other predictions, but... Rock, they're they're out to prove it's a, not just a, a bad basketball week that week. school. We had a bad week. Oh week. yeah, I think we were just 
we were responding from adversity in a negative way. We just didn't know how to handle how terrible the week ahead or the previous week was. So um, I think Kansas is out to prove it's not just a basketball school. Come on now. They want people to get invested in that football program. They want a stadium expansion. They want Bill Self to not no longer be the, the like the, the top coach on campus. Lance Leipold's coming for him. Um, I'll go Rock Shock by 14. Rock Shock by 14? Gee Willikers, Batman. Get out of here with that. Um, here's my thing. If UCF had not been so close to Oklahoma last week and given them the scare like Cade was talking about, I actually might be more tempted to pick Kansas here. But Oklahoma is going to be – I mean, they're going to be locked in now because of that scare against UCF last week. So I am going to pick Oklahoma as well to stay undefeated. Next up, we have Duke at Louisville. This is a, a big implications for the ACC. Who knew we'd be talking about Duke-Louisville for a football game this late into the season? Cade, we'll start with you. I'm going Duke. I think Louisville had their I, – I just – I don't trust them anymore. And I trust Mike Elko's defense. I'm going to go with Louisville uh, to shut it down at home. Get their record up to seven one. Go Duke. Uh, I'll pick Duke by four. I don't really know how they're going to get to that, but a couple safeties here. No, no, no. They can get to that at seven to three. All right, that's my pick four. <laughs> don't even bring it up. Don't bring it up. I'm gonna go. Oh, it's at Louisville. It's at Louisville. Oh man, I can't tell you a single player on Louisville's team. <laughs> but I'm going to go with them. <laughs> Give me the Cardinals. Give me the Cardinals, please. Tennessee at Kentucky. A couple of five and two SEC teams. Cade, who do you like in this one? This is going to be an interesting matchup. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go Kentucky. Home field advantage. Tough team. And uh, see how it plays out, but I'll go Kentucky. I'm going to go Tennessee. They got to bounce back from last week, so I think they'll get it done. Tennessee. I think they have a pretty good defense still, and I don't think Kentucky's offense is that great. So, balls by seven. Yeah, I've been really disappointed with uh, Devin Leary, uh, Kentucky quarterback. Every time I see them play, he has not been too good at all. I do think that Tennessee defense is pretty solid, pretty stout. Had a great first half against Alabama. Went into the lead, and then they just got deflated there in the second half. But I'm with Honey. I think they're going to have a bounce-back week. And so, give me the balls on the road. Going to Kroger Field. You know what they say about Kroger Field. Hard to win, but the Vols are going to get it done. Ohio State at Wisconsin. Wisconsin still in the lead for the Big Ten West here now with an Iowa loss to Minnesota last week. So they have so they have a chance here. Cade, we'll start with you. Going to Ohio State. I think Wisconsin's offense is not quite there yet. And like you, you mentioned earlier, Ohio State's defense has been really good this year. The only thing that appealed to me – about Wisconsin was that their quarterback's last name is Mordecai. Well, that's just awesome. uh, <laughs> So I'm still going to go with Ohio State uh, to win by a lot. So, But you're giving it a little, a few points because of the Mordecai quarterback. I just don't feel like Ohio State loses in October. I have zero stats on this, but I feel like if Ohio State ever loses, it's like week two or the last week of the year to Michigan. I don't. I they aren't going to lose to Wisconsin, absolutely not. Ooh, Luke Fickle though, 
you guys got to remember, Luke Fickle, he's a pretty good coach. And that, no, they're, they're not going to be Ohio State. I also have Ohio State winning. Who's the old, who's an old guy out of Wisconsin that Ryan Day can target heading, <laughs> heading into this game and after they win? Who's an old guy from Wisconsin? I'm trying to think. Any politicians? I don't know. Any other games? Anybody? Uh, was there, Cade, potentially Old Dominion at James Madison? Would that be a pretty good matchup? I couldn't tell um, you about those teams, but we can pick it. <laughs> we we can if we want, except for, I mean, JMU's a 20-point favorite. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know if we want to, but we'll we see. We can pick the spread. It's an in-state rivalry, so anything can happen in an in-state rivalry game. Is it like a the battle for the – what do they have? I saw that Memphis and UAB, their trophy that they fight for is a rack of ribs. That's great. Yeah. As far as trophies go, I think that's one of my favorites now. I know Cade's always quick to defend his oh, – this is – I totally just changed the subject. That is an awesome trophy. Oh, please um, do. Is it a real rack or like a – like is it a gold – Like It's like a golden rack of ribs. But I'm sure they probably – if they win, they probably go and get ribs. That's what I would Makes do. Makes sense. I just wanted to come to the defense of the defenseless – I think I said that right. Um, You are the voice these- of the voiceless even. Of the group of five. James Madison is getting hosed right now by the NCAA. Did you know that their stats, for some reason, since they're new to the NCAA, their stats don't count in the NCAA's stat system. So say they have the number three passing quarterback in the nation. It won't show up in the NCAA's stats. They, like, discredit it. And I think that's just disrespectful. And the Dukes are having a phenomenal year. And NCAA is basically telling them, like, we don't care. Yeah, I think the stats thing is really dumb. But I also think that, I mean, they did agree to transition to FBS. So, like, the whole not going to the bowl game, conference championship game, like, that is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. But, like, so many other schools have had to do it. The thing that kind of annoys me is people are only caring now about James Madison. And it's like Jacksonville State's doing it right now. App State had to do it. Liberty had to do it. Coastal Carolina had to do it. Old Dominion had to do it. Although Old Dominion wasn't very good when they did it. But all, all those others, I mean, I guess Coastal wasn't very good either. But like Liberty, App State, Georgia Southern, like they all could have gone to bowl games and weren't allowed to. And nobody cared then. So it's kind of annoying that people care now. It's like, I mean, I understand they're undefeated, but it's like everybody else had to do it. You're not special, James Madison. That that's I my- think they are. James <laughs> Madison is very <laughs> special. <laughs> <laughs> they beat Virginia, and if I'm doing the um little thing you do, um, transitive property, transitive property, that means that they basically beat UNC, right? That's true, but I mean, yeah, by transitive property, Liberty beat Miami <laughs> because we beat Bowling Green, who beat Georgia Tech, who Georgia Tech beat or Georgia Tech beat uh, Miami, so. And Miami beat Clemson. And I guess we beat Clemson then. So, just saying. Clemson beat almost Florida State. So, you almost beat Florida State. (laughs) Almost beat Florida State. You beat LSU, so you beat LSU also. I am curious about this Old Dominion game because Liberty also plays Old Dominion in a couple weeks. So, that's like our one common opponent with JMU. So. Man. We'll have to – we got to live stream a Liberty game one of these days. (laughs) Just it's it's just Cade showing us how to fan the flame the whole time. 
I'm here for it. All right. I know it's been weeks since we've had a guest on the show, but we have a guest now, and it's the brother of Cade. Cole Daniel is here. Cole, how are you? I'm good. Other than my college football fandom, I'm doing well. We'll we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Your brother, though, uh, he's doing good. We're coming off a, a Liberty win. They are 8-0. and My first question, though, is why are we playing on Tuesday night? What's going on here? We're playing on Tuesday night because the Conference USA media deal, which basically Maction beca- became CUSA on Tuesday, a month before Maction. Right Can on. we still consider it Maction, even though it's not the Mac? I feel like well, Tuesday night football is just Maction no matter what. <laughs> well, I'm just saying the Mac's coming next month. That's, uh, that's what I was getting at. So it's pre-Mac. It's pre-Maction is what it yeah, is. Yeah, pre-Mac. Uh, do you like this? Do you like a Tuesday night Liberty game? I like it better because I, if I was a student there still, I, I wouldn't like it. But since I'm not, I can watch it and it's on good TV channels. Because when I was when I was a student, we were guaranteed one ESPN game a year. Everything else was like on ESPN+. Plus. Now we're guaranteed at least eight on channels that I can actually get. So I do like it. Well, I'm happy for you, man. I'm looking at Chadwell right now. He's getting interviewed. He's talking about whatever. What does he talk about in his interviews usually? I, he looks like he's talking about future coach of the Razorbacks, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that's what my dad wants. Look at his lips thinking about it. Uh, that's actually not a terrible hire. Um, yeah, let's just get right into it. I'm Well, first off, Cole, I am curious. Are you a Liberty fan at all now because of Cade? Uh, yeah, I root for them, but last year losing to Liberty just – that was tough. <laughs> um, but I I like to see them do well. I don't – like, it's not going to upset me if they lose, but I'll root for them for Cade. Right on. That's good brotherhood right there. But you are a – you are an Arkansas fan, so I'm just going to give you the floor right now. We'll talk about it. How are you feeling as a Razorback fan? It, it doesn't get much worse than this. Maybe the Chad Morris era. Cole, how are we feeling? Uh, I'm excited for basketball season. <laughs> it's right. got a big game against Purdue this weekend, exhibition. A Purdue uh, exhibition is insane. Yeah, I, I wish I could go to that. Um, You know, I feel more than anything, it's – I'm just like – disappointed for Pittman like he's just a guy that a few years ago everybody was talking about it's the best fit in college football people are going to model their hires after this um he had turned the program around and it just feels like one bad offensive coordinator hire could be the undoing for him and I mean there I feel like there's a lot of growth he needs to have as a coach also in the game management side um but I'm just kind of sad for him because I feel like everybody wanted it to work out with him and I'm starting to like I don't know when you're in the heat of the the game you're just like all right get rid of this guy this six game losing streak but then when you think about like do we really want to start over again, and I'm seeing all these, like, Twitter coaching searches, and if you replace your coach, that means you're not going to be good in year one, most likely. 
And it's like, I'm just so sick of starting over. I would love some stability in the football program. So I don't know. I'm just like kind of, kind of sad, I guess. No, yeah, there's definitely suffering. I was at that Mississippi State Arkansas game on Saturday. Terrible experience. I, that was an even worse game than even some of the Morris losses, just because it was a one score game at all times, but it just seemed like it was inevitable that they were not going to score a touchdown. Um, the Morris losses were demoralizing. Uh, they were. I was in the house for the uh, fake punt against North Texas and <laughs> the San Jose State game. And I feel like all I know is pain as a Razorback football fan these yeah. days. I was there for for those two games and Western Kentucky, and oh. it doesn't get much worse than that. But I'm telling you, I almost I almost broke. Uh, Cade called me a couple weeks ago after the A and M game, and he's like, "I've lost hope." I think this was the one where I finally was broken. Right, like I was ready to. There was a I was on the upper deck of the stadium. There was a railing right in front of me. I was ready to jump off of it at some point during that game, but then I changed my mind and I didn't. You know. I woke up the next morning after thinking, oh, man, we got to fire everybody. I woke up the next morning, though, and I'm with you now. I, I think he deserves another year. I think he deserves one more year. We try one more offensive hiring because for whatever reason, you're right. I mean, the the Dan Enos hiring was detrimental to the team um, in uh, so many ways. But I think we need to give him one more year. I don't know. I don't even know if I'm there with one more year. I just like you're like one more game right now. One more game. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, I feel like we got to wait and see how it goes with Kenny Guyton. I honestly, since the LSU game, even in the LSU game, I feel like, I mean, we put up points, but that defense, LSU's deep. That's probably the worst LSU defense I've ever seen, and it just. Watching the operation of their offense compared to ours, like, I love – LSU's offense is awesome to watch. Like, it is just so smooth. It looks effortless. And for us, it just feels like you're pulling teeth to get a first down. Like, it is so difficult. Every every Nothing comes easy for our offense, and it's just, like, painful to watch. And that's how I felt since that game. The A&M game was worse. I mean – I feel bad for the defense. These guys are just balling out. And yeah, they're playing great. They they scored three against Mississippi State. They get the interception. The offense literally put up a goose egg against a bad Mississippi State team. Like, I just don't understand how how it's so bad on offense. And the reason I like am kinda, you know, you know, maybe it's just the offensive coordinator hire, maybe we can turn it around. Is I was listening to Trey Biddy and he was saying that the offense we're running now it looks nothing like it did in the spring and I'm just wondering how does that happen like why are we not running the things that work well I don't know is Danny Nose a sabotager that's my question I don't know like what Pittman's press conference his last two especially have been wild first off the whole after they took the delay of game to get out of field goal range and they took the punt. Uh, I see you putting your hands in your head at, at this at this thought, but he said, and I've never heard a coach say this. He said, "I didn't know what to do." Yeah, I appreciate honesty, but Sam, <laughs> shut up! Like that's not, <laughs> you saying that doesn't help anything. Okay, yeah. that's the worst thing you could have said in that moment. And when I heard that, I was like, 
I don't think this guy has the chops, man. Yeah, I that was bad. That was one he did not do himself any favors saying I didn't know what to do. His press conference yesterday was a lot better. I'll give him that. He but, yeah. He came yeah, off a lot um, did, but there was one part that I thought was weird was the whole, you know, we, we practice. What, what did he say? Was it like the play action, the rollout with KJ? We did that all the time in practice, but we never play, we never ran it in a game. How does that happen? Like, what does Danny Enos do? I mean, I'm glad they fired him because it sounds yeah. like he was a terrible hey. coach, but it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, And what – yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. And you would think that Pittman would have – like, when he said that, I'm like, do you not – give any input during the game, like, hey, quit doing that. You're right. Hey, if you're the head coach, you have the the green light to override everybody. That maybe that headset is, like, turned on and they're actually communicating. And it's – or, hey, Kendall Browse, maybe don't run a reverse. <laughs> like, the guy could call a heck of a game if he would just never run a reverse. I know we're all – we'd love to have him back now, but – I was going to say, Kendall Bryles feeling pretty good right now. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although I don't think TCU fans like him. They'd probably let us have him back. Yeah, they hate him too. Wherever that guy goes, people are just like, why are you running the stupidest plays ever on yeah. easy times? I, I didn't want to – I don't know. Arkansas is not relevant at all to the national stage. But, man, it's – they're fun to talk about because it's just like, what do you do? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> how do you, how do we keep how do we keep living like this? But I don't know. When one of my friends was telling me that if you like look at the numbers in the past ten years, it's like we're Vanderbilt of the West, oh. and that's sad. That should not be Arkansas football. Yeah, you are Vanderbilt. Your best win right now is Kent State. You know, I saw a crazy stat. You've probably seen this. Zero rushing touchdowns in SEC play. They've had zero rushing touchdowns. I have not. Um, and a lot of that's just because O line play sucks. Your coach, so your bad. coach is the O line guru, and they are the worst O line. <laughs> okay, guru. yeah, I, that is one thing we said earlier in the year. If you would have told me the downfall of the Sam Pittman era would be O line play. I would not have believed you. That's why I was excited about the hire. Cause if you have a good O line, you can do a lot of good things. Like you don't have to have the best quarterback. You don't have to have the best weapons around him. If you can move the line of scrimmage and, you know, create opportunities for your skill position players. But our O line is terrible. That makes no sense to me. Cause we've recruited well there too. It's not mm-hmm. like we don't have talent there. I mean, we have, as many forces other than Bama, Georgia, AM, and LSU, we have more four star offensive linemen than any other school. So you would think we would have at least an average mm-hmm. offensive line, and it, it's terrible. Yeah, they've regressed. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to identify it. It's weird how many people misidentified this team, all the media members, before the season. Just how, like, I mean, they were. Trey Biddy, you were talking about him earlier, was like, this is a nine-win team, you know, even maybe ten wins if the cards fall right, that kind of thing. And, uh, I mean, we're going to be lucky if we win two more. Yeah. One, one of those teams – yeah, it's just – it's going to be tough. We'll see what happens. One of those teams, though, that they have to play, and I'm, I'm curious, Cole, if you're also a, as big of a hater of this team as Kate is, 
the Missouri Tigers. Um, I, I, every week I become more and more fascinated by this team. Seven and one, Eli Drinkwitz has – what is your take on the Missouri Tigers, Cole? Okay, first of all, <laughs> I'm behind enemy lines in Kansas City. Uh, I live in Kansas, go to school in Missouri, and I have some buddies who are Tigers and just so obnoxious. We are their Super Bowl also. <laughs> I had a friend tell me, he said, I don't care if we win a single game this year as long as we beat Arkansas. Really? So it's a rivalry. Well, what frustrates me is Arkansas, we don't view it as a rivalry. We overlook them every single year, and most of the years we've been better than them, and we overlook them, and then they beat us. And they hate us. Like They want to beat us more than they want to beat anybody else. I feel like it's a, it kind of reminds me of like Ole Miss and Mississippi State, where like Ole Miss probably, I mean, well, your dad's a Mississippi State fan, isn't he? He, he is. Like this. Uh, he, I feel like Ole Miss most of the time should beat them, but they think they're better than them. And I feel like Arkansas and Mississippi State are comparable in a lot of ways, but yeah. in, in this analogy, they're not. Uh, they feel like Ole Miss should beat Mississippi State, but they kind of overlook them. And Mississippi State beats them all the time. And the last few years have kind of dominated that rivalry. Um, and I feel like that's how it is with us in Missouri. Like, there's no reason we should lose to Missouri. And for us to be relevant, you need to consistently beat them, Mississippi State, and Auburn. And – it's pretty embarrassing how they dominated us. Drinkowitz drives me nuts. That guy's just so cringeworthy. Yeah. Drink is a dork. I mean, they got it rolling right now. Their schedule has been extremely favorable. They like, six of their first eight games have been at home. They got bailed out against Middle Tennessee. Like they've had some things go their way, but I mean, you can't argue with seven and one. What the one reason I'm like kind of warming up to Pittman uh, being back is actually Missouri because before this year, Drinkwitz hadn't won uh, more than six games and they kind of stuck with him through mediocre years. And I feel like if we can, I mean, we probably have to win three of the next four somehow to for Pittman to save his job because it's just going to be, I mean, the fan base has already turned on them. If you look at Twitter, they got their – the coaching hot boards are out there. And I've been texting yeah. people too. It's like, where do we go from here? Yeah. But I feel like if we give him a, another year, he would have to kill the OC hire. But he's proven he's not afraid to get rid of people. I mean, he's gotten rid of the DB's coach, D-line coach. Um, I don't know if Odom was pushed out or just found him a better opportunity. Um, but that defensive staff is so great. You hate to like, I don't know. You almost want to re-roll it one more time. Yeah. I don't know. You don't want to burn the whole house down. You don't want to burn the whole house. Sorry. All reads lead, all roads lead back to Arkansas. Apparently I can't get it out (laughs) of my brain, but yeah, I don't like Missouri. They drive me nuts, but I do think they're pretty good this year. They've been really good defensively under Drinkowitz and just okay offensively. Burden might be uh might be like Burks. Like maybe he's the one who's elevating this team kind of like he did for us a few years ago. Cause that guy, he's unbelievable. Yeah, Luther Burden's incredible. 
can I say something real quick? I yeah. just can say a lot of head coaches call plays. What I have not understood is kind of getting back to like what Pittman actually does. Why can't he just be the offensive line coach? Like I understand during the game, you might have your like assistant O line coach like manage some things, but like I don't understand why he doesn't own that because we know he's good at that. That's one thing I'd like to see is like him take over prime because there's no way that like if you can have an OC that calls plays and is basically the offense or a head coach who's basically the offense coordinator, you should be able to have one who could be a position coach. I'd like to see that personally. Wait, there's no doubt in my mind that he's involved with the O line on a day-to-day basis, right? Like, he has to be, especially now. Like, it's all hands on deck. But, <laughs> That's um, what I'm confused about because Kennedy is a That's legend. the problem. Do you think Kennedy's the problem? I don't know. This this is unprecedented, man. I mean, year four, you talk about all these four stars. He's an O-line guru. The last three years, they've had a pretty solid O-line. Like, they've been able to run the ball. They can't even run the ball consistently. Like, when was the last time you saw Arkansas have a run play for more than 15 yards that wasn't KJ having to scramble for his life for a first down? You know what my I mean? Fiance, like, <laughs> my fiance keeps asking me why we run it every first down. She's like, they don't go anywhere. They get, they get negative yards. I'm like, I don't have a good answer for you. Like, she's true. like, why do we they never waste, throw the ball? Yeah, they, they waste first and second down especially. Like, every, their second down plays – Play calling is some of the most atrocious and just wasteful plays I've ever seen in my entire life. Run, uh, run, pass takes me back to the Brett Beal Matt. Yeah. For sure. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I say all this, but I still feel like they have a chance in every single game for the rest of the year, which is crazy. Like, I expect them to be in a close game in the swamp against Florida. I expect them to beat FIU. I expect them to be close with Auburn. Missouri's the one that I think is going to be the toughest one so far. And so, I don't know. It's it's still a, it's a weird spot. What do you I think? It's just like you had to – if there was ever a must win, it was against Mississippi State at home. Like, yeah. I'm, how do you come out flat in that game? And there was no energy from the offense. So, and Pittman talked about that. But it's like, how how do you let that happen? We've turned K.J. Jefferson into a below-average quarterback, and I love K.J., and I don't think he's the problem, but I just don't understand from the start of the year how we didn't cater the offense to his strengths. Like, you you knew this was probably your last year with him. I mean, he might come back now because it's been so bad, or transfer, which would really stink to see him play for somebody else. Very wild. I just don't understand why we – we haven't catered the offense to his strengths and utilized him more. Like he's not, he's not a CJ Stroud who's supposed to sit back there and, or Joe Burrow and dissect the, the defense. Like, I don't know, get him on the edge, get the ball out quick. Like up tempo. He, even in this atrocious offense, he's looked pretty good in up tempo situations. Yeah. And we never do that. Uh, that's why they just fired their offensive coordinator. <laughs> Everything you just said is why they just fired their OC. I know, but it's like you you still got to temper expectations <laughs> for a first time. I would feel so much better, even if we had won 9-7, to seven, uh, you know, which we could have if we would have kicked a 56-yard field goal. Cam Little is probably your best player <laughs> on the team. 
Like that's not hyperbole. He might be the best player on the team right now. But he's your only like pro guy right now that's gonna play on Sunday, probably. I mean, he he hit a fifty seven yarder that was good from sixty five earlier in the year. I that you asked that question earlier and it kind of got convoluted my response probably, but to me, I don't understand why you don't give him a chance to kick there. Although the punt was great, I mean yeah, but it's punt. no points with a punt. It, it was my it was mind boggling. I was that was the one time I booed at the at the stadium. I didn't. There was a lot of booing going on. That was the one time I booed. It that one broke me right there. I, I didn't. I, I, didn't at all. I had to apologize to my future in laws because that was their first Arkansas Razorback <laughs> game because we had like a wedding shower. We're supposed to have a tailgate shower before, but when your team's not very good, you get to play at eleven every single game. Yeah. Um, so they came to the game, and my future brother-in-law was asking me about our offense, and I just couldn't give him answers. <laughs> You're speechless. I'm just like, I don't know why it's so bad, but it is bad. Oh, man. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, let's switch gears a little bit. Cole, I'm curious. I want to put you on the spot here. Who do you think is the best team in the nation right now? Hmm. You have time to stew on it for a second. Yeah, I mean, I would say Georgia, but with losing Brock Bowers, I I think it's going to be tough for them to – I mean, he was such a focal point of their offense. Hmm. I feel like this, this year it's so wide open. I was, really, I was really impressed with Washington's win. But the Pac-12 is really tough. Like, I don't know if they're going to be able to run the table. I mean, they almost lost to Arizona State, and that's a bad Arizona State team that they played Saturday yeah. night. Yeah. Man, that's tough. I'm, I'll am i pass. Honestly, I, have, I don't remember Ohio State having a defense this good under Ryan Day. And I know the offense hasn't been anything to write home about, but – if they can get their offense back to what it's been in the past few years, I could see them winning it all. Yeah. So I'll, go, I'll go Ohio State, but, I mean, they don't have an easy road either. Who do you say? I mean, LSU well, is my favorite team to watch because it's like 45-44 every game. Like, yeah. Jaden Daniels, if I had to pick a Heisman winner, it would be Jaden Daniels, which I used to think he was overrated, but that guy has gotten so much better. I mean, he's fun to watch. So they're yeah. like my sleeper. I would not count them out. Yeah, I mean, there's still there's still a chance. They only have one SEC loss. Haven't played Bama yet, so we'll see what happens with LSU. I feel like it's also starting to getting to the playoff this year. Yeah, um, I'm kind of leaning Ohio State now after these last couple wins. It's because of that defense and their physicality. Uh, Lou Holtz finally was able to call him out, and so since then they've been. They've woken up and they've answered the bell. Ryan, I mean, why are you going after Lou Holtz? The guy's like <laughs> 90. Um, Cade, who, who are you leaning right now? The Flames. I mean, the Flames are undefeated. Flames are – shut up. Flames are <laughs> – <laughs> I think that they'll be ranked next week. Um, With James I Madison. I, well, I hope ODU beats James Madison. I actually just had a bunch of people texting me about JMU and it's bothering me, but um, – <laughs> I feel like Michigan still is super solid. I think uh, – I don't trust them. 
I mean, I I feel bad. Like, I mean, I feel like morally questionable about them because apparently they have been sending people to a lot of games to steal Chris signs. But signs. I mean, uh, is it McCarthy that the quarterback? Uh-huh. Right. I mean, I think his odds right now are the best to win the Heisman. Which I thought was surprising with Phoenix uh, yeah. having that big win over Oregon. I thought that was surprising for McCarthy um, to be the, the yeah. leader. Ryan Day has not – I mean, it's not like he can't do it. But, I mean, so far he has not proven that he can beat Jim Harbaugh. Not yet. Yeah, Jim Harbaugh I feel like has been in just perpetual controversy for the last <laughs> couple of years. At yeah. some point, like, suspensions are going to turn into firing, right? I mean, does it matter? I don't know. Like <laughs> – it seems like I don't know. It seems a little overblown. Like, I, are they doing like the Patriots Spygate, or are they just really studying, trying to figure out the other team's signals in the middle of the game? To me, that is a little bit of gamesmanship. Like, you want to be figuring out what the other team is doing. They uh, one of the clips I saw on Twitter was against Ohio State, and they're like whole sidelines like doing this for pass. And everybody was freaking out about that clip, but apparently Ohio State scored on that play. So I don't know how how well the sign ceiling is working. They suck at sign ceiling. Yeah, I I just think JJ McCarthy is kind of average. I feel I don't know that he should be first in the Heisman. I'm going to be brutally honest with you. I haven't watched a single Michigan play all year. <laughs> like they just play at 11 a.m. on the Big Ten Network. Yeah. And- Against Rutgers, I feel like they played Rutgers four times this year. That's not even possible, but it seems like they played Rutgers four times. Um, I will see them at some point as their schedule gets a little harder here at the end. But they have not played anybody. I mean, but they're a good team. And You're so we'll talking see. about Ryan Day is overrated. What do y'all think about James Franklin? I actually oh, listened man. to a clip from it's Josh. Kind of from Josh Pate. Did you listen to it? I listened no, to this uh, clip about four hours ago that he's perfectly rated. Yeah, he's yeah. like the most accurately rated. Uh, I mean, the thing is, it's like he kind of reminds me of what Houston Nutt was for Arkansas and that he was consistently very good, but he was never great. And it made it makes fans mad and they want to get rid of you to get the next guy to go to the next level, which like kind of – did work at Arkansas. I mean, Bobby was better, but then he had his whole scandal and that sent us into the abyss. So, <laughs> like, I don't necessarily know that, like, maybe is that the right decision? Like, you're probably not going to get a guy who's going to get a scandal. So, but I mean, I don't know. I think he's good enough to, like, I don't think they should get rid of him. Yeah. I mean, I think anybody who can win at Vanderbilt is a good coach. And so I lean towards he's a good coach. I am. I kind of thought they would. This would be the Penn State team that was really good. I, their quarterback is supposed to be a stud, and their offense still hasn't been that great. But yeah, I don't. I don't know if I. I don't have a scorching hot take, but I know some people are kind of out on James Franklin, and I. I feel like Penn State's in a pretty pretty healthy spot. I wouldn't mind being where they're at right now. Well, I would. I would kill somebody to be a Penn State. <laughs> fan right now oh speaking <laughs> of controversial coaches um one thing i appreciate about Pittman is that he does not act like shane beamer in the press conferences that guy is the biggest whiner i've ever seen he drives me nuts yeah he is always whining and he broke his foot 
kicking stuff. <laughs> I mean, that's me. actually pretty funny. He laughed about that. But um, yeah, Cade's a big Cade's a big proponent of Cocktober, and you saw that happen last well, week. I'll be I'll be honest. I didn't know I, the viewing audience of this show if I was able to bring up Cocktober or not. I'll be honest. The only reason as I long as it's South up, Carolina context, it can be Cocktober. Can be <laughs> the only reason I brought that up was more of my strong dislike for Missouri. So I can <laughs> I don't care at all after this about it. So I just don't like Missouri. Yeah, I'm, October I'm is dead. Who did who did they have this week? Because I think they have Georgia the next week. Missouri, they're on a bye week, and so okay. they get a bye. Well, I'm just saying, bye week heading into that Georgia game, no Brock Bowers. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it later. It's like I'm gonna have to get rid of my phone if that happens. <laughs> Not talk to my friend at school, but that's fine. Cool. Also, Brady Cook's sister. Yeah, I mean, I do. I want Brady Cook to do well, just because I. And friends with his sister, um, but other than other than that, I don't like Missouri. They barely beat Memphis too. I mean, not barely. I think they beat them by fourteen. Like they show us to Middle Tennessee. They, you know, they were all right against Memphis. Like, what is going on? Hey, you keep doing this. You keep doing this. You keep saying, "Well, well, they didn't look good here. They didn't look good here." They're seven and one, man. They're seven and one. I know. That's hey. You wanna you wanna play the if game. If Pittman had won every single one score game, he'd be thirty five and nine. Oh my goodness, he'd be one of the best coaches in the country. Oh <laughs> I don't even want to think about it. Let's get into uh let's we'll finish up here with game picks. So I'm gonna give you some games and want you to tell me who you think's gonna win. Um I got five games for you. First one is Oregon at Utah. Oh, Man, I it's it's hard for me to pick against the Utes. Kyle winning it. Their program is just awesome. They're so physical and they just I feel like they were just okay for a long time, like solid, and now they're really good. And he just kind of built it over time. But I feel like Oregon kind of has to have this one and he'll probably bounce back after the Washington loss. So I'll go the Ducks. I like Dan Lanning. Yeah, he's fun. Um, Oklahoma, Kansas, Zach, Kansas. Uh, so I'm I'm doing a rotation in Lawrence right now, um, and that stadium is terrible. I don't think it's a hostile environment for Boomer Sooner. I do like Lance Leipold. If we move on from Pittman, I would not be opposed to getting him, but. Uh, I'll take uh, OU. They have talk about a soft schedule, man. They they have had a pretty pretty easy go, other than Texas. But that was a really impressive win. I think Texas is legit. So yeah, I do too. Um, good deal. Side note, by the way, I've heard probably forty plus names for the Arkansas coaching job at this point. Oh yeah, two weeks. Like it's wild. I well, I've seen a lot of people say DeBorn from Washington. Who in their right mind is going from Washington to Arkansas right now? Yeah, <laughs> that's. I mean, that is not a step up. That is a step down in every step of the way. I mean, do you really want to sign up to get go through our gauntlet of a schedule every single year? Yeah, no, no, you do not. 
And they're going to the Big Ten, right? So they'll have. Yeah, they're going to the Big Ten, so they'll be fine. Just as much money and resources there. So, yeah, that's a that that was that's a dumb thing for anybody to say. Uh, I've got Duke at Louisville, heavy ACC championship game implications here. Who do you like? Man, I really like Elko. I'm I'm gonna go the Dukies. Who thought you'd be confidently picking Duke in a football game? I know, man. It's, Wait, am it's I on fun. all road teams? That's never good. <laughs> I'm about to go 0 for 5. Right now, you are all road teams. Uh, you do not want to do that in college football. <laughs> um, Tennessee, Kentucky. Who do you like? Zach, Kentucky. <laughs> I, we're, it's going to be a road warrior Saturday. <laughs> Although, uh, Bob Stoops – or Mark – wait. Mark Stoops is – He's an underrated coach, I feel like. He's done a good job. Kentucky winning, like, nine games a year with him is absurd to me. Like, that shouldn't happen. Um, So, I'll pick Tennessee. Tennessee fans really annoy me. So, maybe by by me picking them, they'll lose. So, we'll go Tennessee. A little jeans in the lose. I like it. Uh, Ohio State at Wisconsin. Wisconsin still has a chance to win the Big Ten West. A very good chance. Yeah, the Big Ten West is wide open. Is Nebraska still? They're still in it. They're still – even Nebraska <laughs> is still in the Big Ten West race. Oh, that's great. Um, You know, we're just going to keep the keep the road teams rolling. Five road teams. We'll go the Ohio State. Hey, man, I like it. I like it a lot. All right, those are your picks. Thank you for being on, Cole. Um, before we head out, anything else you want to add? Anything you want to say? You know, let's go, Hogs. Let's turn it around. Let's uh, get a dub at the Swamp. I am excited to see how Kenny Guyton does. Like, I feel like how he does kind of determines what's going to happen for Pittman. If the team shows some promise, I mean – you don't even have, the offense does not have to be that good to to win games. T will has the defense on another level. So if we can just be competent on offense, the back end of our schedule is very winnable. So I'm just excited to see how it turns out uh, and try and stay away from Twitter. It's pretty toxic over there. So be be safe in those Twitter streets. Amen. Amen.